All right, everyone. Awesome to see everybody here for our talent advancement training time together. Um, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes God gives me um, a great idea, um, something I feel is really clear. Other times he'll speak through Nathan or somebody else and says, why don't we train on this or have this discussion? And uh, this was like an 11th hour one. This one was last night. And I was sitting on the couch trying to figure out what it was. And and the word expectations came to mind. And I was thinking about something my dad told me, and I'm trying to figure out what year I probably heard this for the first time. Um, and I'm going to, he might tell me the quote's a little different, but unagreed upon expectations are the root, are the route of most arguments. So again, unagreed upon expectations are the reason for most arguments. And I was trying to think about that, you know, in the context of everyday life. Is that true? Um, is that really the reason for him? And I just think about it, whether, you know, a coach's expectation of an athlete, an athlete's expectation of the coach, expectation of a friend, uh, a spouse, your children, uh, your parents, right? There's so many times where I think we just um, have these expectations we create in our own mind, but don't share with the other person. And they may have their own that they've developed and not shared with you. And you end up with this misalignment and frustration can occur. Uh, Brady had a football game last week, our, our son. And uh, I wondered why he wasn't calling me to let me know to pick him up at school uh, after the game. It was an away game. And uh, I certainly expected he was going to call me as the bus was getting closer to the school to let me know to come pick him up. And he just expected that I was going to show up like every other parent did waiting for a long time in the parking lot. I got frustrated with him that he didn't call and he got frustrated with me because I wasn't there. And we had these unagreed upon expectations. So <clears throat> I got to thinking, why is expectation setting so important? You know, why even bother setting expectations? So I'll, I'll offer that up to the group. Why should we, or should we <laughs> set expectations? Well, I think, you're going to do it either way in your mind. And so clarification for that is probably important because we naturally all have them. We come in with expectations, whether we realize it or not. We will touch on that very point partway through here. That's, I, I love when I'm thinking like Margo, that's good. I agree. I think our, our human nature is we're, we're, we have expectations for ourselves and for others and um, we set them. So we might as well communicate ahead of time, get all of the uh, confusion out of the way. Love it. And then I was thinking a little bit more, is God clear in his expectations of us? Um, and so I, I spent some time digging in here. And so three passages of scripture, I thought I would, I would share <clears throat> and wonder if it is in a way that we can model our expectations for others. And we'll talk about what are, um, what's a good way to set expectations, um, you know, with clarity, et cetera. But I'll read these three um, just to ground us a bit here. You, and these all familiar passages, by the way. Um, Romans 12 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I mean, that's pretty straightforward to me. Now, you know, doing that consistently, different, different, you know, challenge, but I appreciate the expectation that God has of us 
the context of that uh, verse. Luke 10, 27, he answered, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Very clear expectations that he has of us. In John 13, 34, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love uh, one another. And so, all right, so we've agreed, at least a couple of us have here, I'll assume for a moment uh, that the rest of you have also agreed with uh, both what Margo and Ed shared there that expectations are a good thing to set. Um, let's talk in the context, and Glenn's in too, he's like, I don't be left out of this one. Um, in the context of our FCA ministry, and again, any of this I think applies to our broader life as well, with whom should we be setting expectations? If you're a director, I think there's a set. If you are a rep, there's a set. And if you're on staff, there's just a set. So with whom should we be setting expectations? Well, I think it's wise to set expectations with anyone that you're engaging with. Um, you know, a step further from what we were saying before, if, the, if expectations aren't clear, we could be going in two completely different directions unintentionally. And so understanding with volunteers, what are the expectations with board members? What are the expectations with, um, you know, direct reports or with even, even the athletes or coaches in your huddles, what are the expectations? Because if they expect one thing and we're delivering something else, there's going to be a frustration there. So uh, pretty much everyone. <laughs> I, so here, here was my list. I had volunteers, board members, donors, prospective staff, and staff. I didn't have, and I have it separately, coaches and athletes just the same, right, as a part of those things. Um, anybody agree or, or disagree with, with that? I, I, Is there anybody else that we're leaving off? Is there a constituent that we need to make sure that we are sharing expectations with? I had an experience the other night just talking with somebody, casting vision, and I didn't even realize I was doing it until we just started this conversation. But you're casting vision for them and, and laying out what the future of this may look like. But at, at, in conclusion of casting the vision, I said, now my role is to do this, this, and this. And so I set expectation for them, for me, on what they can be watching for over the next few months or year or whatever, that you know, this is the real deal. I, Dan, I think you touched on something really important here, that this works both ways, right? It is as important in my mind as a leader of which all of you, and we are, right? That we're setting expectations for others. Um, and I'll tee up the second part, which is a dialogue around expectations, right? Is a part of that. But also, I think we have to be asking what's expected of us in a situation as well. I can only imagine somebody fired up to start a huddle and and uh, and they're like, let's go do it. And they expect maybe that you're gonna show up every week and lead this thing, uh, right? And, and and I think at some point you have to say, what is your expectation of me? We're gonna equip you to go do that, for example. But I think asking that of others, what do you expect of me? Or in case, in, in case of Dan, you are proactive. Here's what you can expect of me in this situation. So, um, Unagreed upon expectations are the root of most arguments. I'm, I'm giving my dad credit, 1983-ish. So I'm, I'm thinking that Dan's gonna avoid 
some argument or friction or content or whatever it may be as a result of him being clear on those expectations. All right. So how do we go about setting expectations? Does anybody feel like they have a way that um, that they have done it well? Or does anybody have a story that they're willing to share about a time where maybe they didn't do it uh, as well? And sometimes maybe the price you pay as a result of that. Well, you know, setting expectations is also philosophical. Under promise, oversell. Over promise, strive to meet that, that goal, right? People have different strategies. Um, I, I've always kind of under promised, touched the goal, but then strive to exceed them. Under promise, over deliver. I am, I, I, I appreciate this approach. So I was thinking about expectations really in three phases. Um, prior to um, what do you do in, in advance of engaging with somebody and sharing those expectations? How do you go about sharing your expectations? And then I think we'd be missing it if we didn't then do the after piece. So what are we doing around those expectations after they've been shared? And so, um, you know, apply it to whatever situation you may have in your mind. Um, we can take a, a board member, we can take a volunteer, we can take staff. I, I don't know what the appropriate one is, but I think praying through what the expectations ought to be of that person, right? Starting there, um, God might lead you to the job description, right? They may, he may lead you to um, you know, E3 playbook, right? For staff and making sure that people are running the play. And there's, you know, predefined expectations about what they're going to do. We have the planning tool that we use and there may be some boilerplate ones that are in there that are expectations for all staff. So starting there, but then let's say you're taking on a specific initiative. Um, I'd suggest that you wanna take a look at what's the desired outcome? Where do you wanna end up after? Um, it could be expectations for a 30 minute meeting. You guys came into this, into this you know, Zoom here with some expectations. Um, so what's the desired outcome for this? And then I think somebody touched on this earlier. I think you said it, Margo. We all do this anyway. So we have these expectations, whether we've you know, been intentional, intentional about um, coming up with them, a process. Um, but then I think where we fall short is maybe the next two pieces. One is document it. It could be on a napkin. It could be in writing. It could be in an email. It could be in a text. But somehow write it down digitally, physically, something, because I think that will force the process of us setting these expectations. Then you write them down and go, if you know, I've done this before and go, I don't even know what I, I don't even know what I expected of this now that I've written it down. It's not clear to me and I'm the one that came up with it. How could I possibly go and communicate that to somebody else um, as a part of that? So making them clear, right, is a part of that. And we can talk about goals and smart goals and those things, but you know, I don't want to over formalize this here, right? This is everyday interactions that you may be having. So again, pray through it. Um, determine your desired outcome, document it in some way, um, and making sure they're clear and playing it back to yourself. Then the key piece, um, share it with the other person. 
the 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 beauty of the 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 handshake virtually or otherwise going yes we both get it we agree to this right um the buy-in that happens for the other person at that point now they own it they understand what you expect is a part of this and i think we just i will say i probably fall short sometimes and then i just frankly expect that they know what's expected of them to go do in a situation but i think there's a piece here where we need to be open as well. So as we're sharing the expectations, um, sometimes let's call it a military environment. The expectation is told, it is expected it will be adhered to and you go do it without questions. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. But I think we're, I think we, you know, check our pride. Maybe our expectation isn't quite right. Maybe it could be better. Maybe the person has a different idea on that. So allow them the opportunity to go, hey, here's, here's what I heard. And what about this? Maybe we can actually get a better desired outcome. So listening is a part of the process of sharing the expectation. Some are non-negotiable. Some are very much, hey, I was thinking about this. What do you think? Here's what we both can do to get to this desired outcome that we talked about before. Um, and I think being willing to, to modify those is important as well. Um, thoughts, comments so far as we're running through these, these few steps? I do have one thing that I'd like to offer up, um, kind of going along with being clear on your goal. I think we also have to be clear on where we're starting too, um, because if the parties involved don't have a clear understanding of maybe one person thinks we're up here, one person thinks we're down here, there's a lot of stuff in the middle that's going to fall through the gaps and not allow us to get to that goal. Beautiful. Thank you, Logan. Yeah, I mean, that's, you're, you're underscoring why it's so important for it to be a dialogue. Uh, like, like you were saying, Jeff, there are some expectations that are, these are governing expectations, right? Our organization, uh, the Bible, whatever, we should, we should agree on what's, what's governing versus what's advised, but you know, what's governing those expectations. And then what are those aspirations, those personal aspirations? And then I think you have to, I have to also incorporate what's the situational uh, expectation. You know, I, I'm, I'm facing the dream team. So is my expectation to win or do I just wanna not get run out of the gym? right? Uh, yeah. Um, nobody's ever been successful in this area. To, so do I want to say that in a year from now, we'll have 10 staff or do I want one huddle? So I, I think uh, even within expectations, there are gradients of it. And it's important to know, are you talking about governing personal aspirations, right? Let's set some stretch goals. Or do we have to understand the situation within that too? I've said this before, I think one of the coolest parts about getting to do these is um, the time that you get to dedicate for the person that's delivering this, and then you get a chance to listen to everybody that's providing good feedback. So I just love learning through the process. What a privilege. That was good, Nathan. So what's next? I suggested there were really three steps here. So uh, there's the prior piece, there's the sharing piece, and then there's what I call the, the after piece. So We've set expectations, we've communicated them, now we've agreed to them. Is that enough? I don't know where you're going with this, but the, the part when it comes to this that I struggle with the most sometimes is setting the expectations, you know, making everybody's tasks and roles clear and things like that. And then sometimes um, having the confidence or whatever to step back and let people just do it and i don't know if that's where you're going but sometimes it's hard for me to to, to trust that it's all going to play out yeah. 
in some ways I can tell you, I didn't know where I was going either with this. So thanks for taking it somewhere. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I had a little, I had a little thought around it, but Hey, that's like, so that's a, um, I think it's a sign of a mature leader, right? Is to hand it off. If you've done your job and setting expectations and great communication, maybe you've even inspired them to take on this task, right? They've committed to it. You know, at that point, I think it's reasonable to think that they're going to go do it. That's fair. So let's say, you know, maybe where I was headed, Aaron. So let's say they do it. Then what? You had a volunteer that you came to expectations on something and they went and did it. Is anything else required of you? Should you do anything else as a result of that? Well, FCA, I mean, in, in all of their training, they encourage you to celebrate that with them. I mean, if somebody really achieves something, encourage them, celebrate it with them, make it, make it an, an issue. And it's just an example. We had uh, three coaches finish their transformational purpose statement last week. And so me and a couple of board members, we're going to bring them all together and we're going to have a commissioning, an online commissioning. We're just going to pray over them and, and send them out in their transformational purpose and celebrate it for them. Dan, so I, I, half of what I had here was on the celebration piece. And I think that, that you nailed it. And I love that I think like Dan Barnes. So you were intentional about your expectation settings with these coaches. They don't, they don't by mistake come up with a transformational purpose statement right around coach. It just doesn't happen by accident. And there was a buy-in. And I suspect at some point as you were setting expectations as they were going through three-dimensional coaching, um, maybe they said, you know, you may have wanted to get through meet once a week for 10 weeks to do it. And they said, hey, let's do it, you know, every other week uh, for, for half a year, right, to be able to get there because that's the commitment they could make. That's the listening piece, right? Um, Probably as a part of that, somebody talked to Logan, you suggested maybe not all coaches are starting at the same position as they dig into this, right? As a part of that, there may have been some dialogue around that, but so they meet the expectation. There's, um, there's no contractual obligation. There's no pay withheld. Um, there's no, you know, Snickers bar at the end that they receive uh, for this. These are volunteers. These are folks that chose to do this. So why not celebrate the fact they made a commitment and, uh, and achieved it, right? I think that's that's awesome. And by the way, I don't know if you guys operate this way, but I appreciate a thank you, right? Or a, hey, nice job kind of thing after doing something as well. So I think the celebrating piece um, is a critical component to this. Because by the way, the next time you engage them to do something, they're gonna remember that. And you've got a pattern you've developed and I believe you can engage them um, even more powerfully the next time same process, expectations for whatever it may be, maybe they're going to go start their own coaches huddle, right? As a part of maybe you've led them through this one. Now the expectation is they're going to go do that with somebody else. Okay. Flip side, you had expectations. There's very clear in a board meeting, every board member said, yes, I'm going to go do. And then uh, next board meeting comes. Half the board followed through on the commitment uh, and the expectations that were set. And half didn't. Then what? <laughs> I don't know if that video will show up, Aaron, as we uh, broadcast this. <laughs> Listen, if I mean, half if if had half did it, Jeff, I'd be celebrating. What are you talking about? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I, and, and look, I I can tell you, I picked this intentionally, right? And and it will. Uh, you know, will this make the Apple podcast? I, mean, I hope so. I hope we're willing to put it out there because I'll self-disclose. 
there were times that Dave Parks had expectations of me as a board member, and I didn't do it. I said I would, and I didn't. And sometimes the expectations, um, maybe sometimes the expectations were unclear, and maybe sometimes life got in the way. Um, maybe it wasn't a priority for me. And I'll tell you what, I think we did okay, not best, but Dave would approach me and ask about it. And maybe another board member would, uh, would come to me. So I think in, in essence, what I'm getting at is I think you need to address the gaps as well, because the only way I think you can really be high performing is when you can go through this process, know that when you shake hands on something, and by the way, could be expectations of you, you said you'd do something for the next board meeting and you didn't do it. I expect your, your board to hold you accountable, right? To those expectations you agreed to. But I think there has to be trust built over time, knowing that Aaron, to your point, when we say we're gonna do it with clear expectations, that we go follow through on that. We can expect each other to be able to do that. So celebrate for sure when we do it. Um, and, and we're not talking participation trophy kind of thing here, right? Like legit, like somebody did something. And then two, if not, I think you have to address those gaps and understand maybe how to do it better in the future. Jeff, one thing right. to add, I was thinking about like when you're, those hard conversations sometimes, like are we get uncomfortable in that of wanting to address it? I found like, at least for me, some of the best ways to do it is ask a lot of great questions, you know, and this is like Sean McNamara, like what he used to say is like, hold up the mirror, like hold up the mirror and let people evaluate themselves, especially if you've gotten that buy-in and you've had the conversations on the front end is really just ask questions that will prod them to hopefully evaluate themselves. And that way we don't have to be that person that we, you know, especially with board members and volunteers, you don't want to be harping on them, but just like, Hey, how did this go? What happened? You know, how can I, how can we make it better and, and really get them to think through it? And, and Mark, I think modeling that, because again, for any board member that may be listening to this right now, we talked about it. It's bi-directional. This goes both ways. And so I want our board members, I want my board members to hold me accountable to ask those very same questions, right, of me for things that I've committed um, to getting done as well. And again, I think it's all part of that relationship building. Um, the goal, again, is for us to serve. I think, Nathan, your opening prayer was to make his name known, right? That's, that's what we are uh, striving to do here in the best way that we know how. I think avoiding arguments, thanks, Dad, uh, by going through the process of setting expectations clearly, documenting them, sharing them, and then following up, uh, addressing any gaps, and then also celebrating uh, as we've been successful in those areas. Any other thoughts from, uh, from the group here? Yeah, and um, yes, I love that baby too. Um, I can't remember if I talked about it on this call or it was another call. But Craig Rochelle talks a ton about creating a culture of feedback in your organization. And I think it's phenomenal because it all starts with leading relationally and loving people and then knowing that and not only you welcoming feedback in your life, but out of that comes the ability to give feedback to other people. And so I think when that happens, and that culture exists already, these conversations that typically could be a little harder, you know, with, you know, whoever become a lot easier because they, they're already naturally happening. Like, you know, they're naturally happening when things are good, things are happening when not so good things, things that need improvement. 
And so it becomes less of like this formal conversation that you have to force and more of, hey, this is just how we always do things, right? This is just how we, this is how we operate is it's an open conversation. And, and so I, if you haven't gotten into him, like his podcast, he's phenomenal. Um, and just, he has a lot of really practical stuff that applies to what we do. So Aaron, that's a, sorry, Jeff, um, great point. And I, I, th I'm, I just thought about this in terms of, I'm looking at the screen, most of the people on the screen are, are directors, right? So in this case, you know, every one of us has, has a hiring goal, right? So on the one hand, I, I think when we get to the annual review, it shouldn't be a surprise whether or not you, we made the, our goals, um, but that, that, that openness, and I thought one scenario would be if, if, you, if you supervise someone who has a hiring goal, uh, have that conversation with them. How's it going? What's that looking like? And then ask, and I need to do this uh, more. How can I help you in your in your goal? What what could I be doing differently, or more of, or less of, to help you in that goal? Uh, if you if your goal is to have a certain number of empowered coaches or volunteers, how are you doing on that goal? And what can I be doing differently, more of, less of, et cetera? So that was good thought, Aaron. That that helped me a lot. Um, and if you're on this call and I haven't asked you how it's going or what I could be doing, I will. So I appreciate that. And, and we should expect our supervisors to be, to be asking these things, right? It's okay to have expectations of your supervisor as well. And, you know, want to talk about a fun and challenging conversation, you know, maybe it's one thing with a volunteer, but hey, uh, discuss maybe some unagreed upon expectations and maybe where your supervisor's falling short on what you expected that he or she might be doing. And I say that with a little bit of a smile on my face, but man, can you imagine if there's something that's holding us back right now because we're not having those, those conversations, we're not clearing expectations for one another um, and getting past that. So Aaron, thanks for, I got two good ideas for next podcast. So guys, don't go out and listen to too much Craig Rochelle because I might want to steal some of his, uh, his material as we get back together again here. So here's what I'll leave you guys with as we close in prayer. Um, this takes intentional effort up front and, and it'll take you a moment to, to pause, take a breath. We said, address this in prayer. But I, there's no doubt in my mind, if you do this work on the front end, that you will experience far better results on the back end of it, right? And avoid some of those arguments and such. So uh, let me close this here. Father, thank you for uh, the time that we have this morning. Thank you for us being intentional, intentional about uh, pouring into one another and learning from one another. Father, as we go through this, thank you for your word and examples of expectations and the clarity, Father, that you have of us. Thank you for your grace um, and the model that, that you've uh, provided to us when we fall short. And just the same, Lord, as uh, we have grace for ourselves, maybe sometimes we fall short of expectations, Lord, um, and the grace that we have for others is a part of it. But Father, I pray that you would uh, use a seed that we've planted here this morning and in this area, Father, to uh, to allow us to best um, share the good news uh, of your son, Father, as we engage coaches and athletes and our volunteers and all the constituents that we talked about here, Lord. So um, I pray that you would bless each person that's listening to this and their families, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.